Ah, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Am I Worth the Time show. It's Monday, and you heard the song by Shirley Caesar. We need him now. There ought to be somebody that's listening that can put those hands together and put them in the air and say, yeah, I sure need him now. Yes, I do. I need him now. I need him. I need him. I need him. There's some of you that's listening right now, and you need him. Oh, man, let me tell you, he won't let you down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us friends and colleagues and, and, and family members, listen, we'll let you down, but he will never let you down. There's a scripture. There's a scripture right here on the Am I Worth the Time show. You know how, how we do it. it, it it's in Romans 12, 21. Romans chapter 12, verse number 21. I've been reading it since the beginning of this new year. And it simply says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. You ought to try it sometimes. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good the new living translation says it like this don't let evil conquer you but conquer evil by doing good don't let evil conquer you but conquer evil by doing good and you know there's an easy to read version that says do not let evil things win against you instead do things do good things, then you will win against the evil things that people do. Watch this. Listen again. Romans chapter 12, verse 21. From the easy to understand version. Do not let evil things win against you. Instead, do good things. Then you will win against the evil things that people do good God Almighty thank the Lord for the encouragement of his word oh we're gonna have to go to a word of prayer father yes in Jesus name today we thank you for your grace and your mercy we thank you God for being so kind loving with us to us and through us now we pray for our listeners God we pray their strength we pray their peace we pray that you will open up doors that need to be opened and close what need to be closed. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. Now, God, we pray a special prayer for Ukrainians. We ask God as so many have lost lives. lives. We ask God in the name of Jesus that you will protect, that you will open up the doors that they need to fight against the evil that is taking place. We pray for the Russians. We pray for the president of Russia, Putin, oh God, and we pray, God, that his bullying ways and tactics, that God, you will bring it to a cease. Oh, it's in Jesus' name. Remind them in spite of their ups and downs, you are still on their side. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it right there. So we, we got to keep those Ukrainians in prayer, and we want to encourage you as well to keep your head up keep your head up don't let don't let your head stay down keep your head up keep your head up it's gonna be all right stop complaining and just know it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right don't 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 be overwhelmed with complaints all right i'm gonna go to another song and we'll be back right after this. This morning found a letter that she wrote 
She said she's glad that I'm always on the road Too hard to swallow being alone She needs someone at night that she can hold She must have told me a thousand times more Silent cries I used to ignore God knows I love her
Ladies and gentlemen, to the Am I Worth the Time show, where I'm your host, Stevie B, and in the studio with me is our co-host, Mr. Byron Schaefner. Yeah, he's no stranger to the show, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's with us. He's with us every first Monday here at the Fishbowl Studios on the Am I Worth the Time show. What's up, Mr. B? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Pastor. Doing pretty good. Man, that's that well at least you're doing pretty good. You you do it better than some others could say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so that's that's a good thing. You're still above water. You're still on the ground making an impact for the Lord and living life. Yes, sir. So that's that's always a tremendous thing. What 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 will you be sharing with us tonight? Today I'm going to be talking about keys to surviving the night. Keys to surviving. <laughs> wow, the night. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you want to like share? Somebody needs to hear this. To surviving the night. Whenever you're ready, Pastor, I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on. All right. Um, you all, we are in the third month of the new year, and um, by God's grace, we are here. Um, there are a lot of people who have not seen, who've not gone this far in the year, but we are still here at the beginning of every year people have a lot of hopes dreams aspirations and on new year's eve as we go into the new year especially in the month of january we have all of these great plans um even in december in one of the christmas songs it says um you know it says have yourself a merry little christmas make the season bright from now on all of our troubles will be out of sight that sounds good in a song but for many of us that is not our reality 
some of us have started the new year in great turmoil, great pain, um, great confusion. Some of us recently have been dealt some unexpected blows that we did not see coming. And some of us are having to rebuild parts of our lives that we did not partake in destroying. When calamity um, comes upon your life, it can come in one of three ways. Um, number one, calamity comes by things that we have done to ourselves. Um, the consequences to situations and circumstances that we ourselves have done. That's how the first way calamity can come. The second way calamity can come, it comes by something that someone else did to us. Sometimes um, people do things and things happen where we necessarily didn't provoke them or didn't start something, but someone, because of their own issues, their own negligence, and sometimes their own cruelty has done certain things to us. So that's the second way calamity comes upon us. And then the third way is life just happens. What you have to realize is that we live in a sin-sick, sin-cursed sin-fallen world. And because we live in a fallen world, things are always falling. There are some things that just happen to you and just come upon you. But here's the good thing. If you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are a child of God by faith in Christ, God is in sovereign control of your life. And one of the hardest truths to accept and one of the hardest ways to mature is to realize and accept this truth. Whatever God does or whatever he allows to happen, there is a greater purpose behind it. Let me say that again. Whatever God does or whatever he allows to happen, there is a greater purpose purpose behind it, even if the purpose at the present time is not known. There are some things that we experience, some things that we go through that at the time we don't know why it happened. There are some things that we go through that at the time do not make sense. And there are some things that happen, there are some things that we do and we try to do good and our intentions are good but something doesn't fall through and something happens and we do not understand it. I have a recent friend of mine, very close brother in the ministry, who's just been diagnosed with cancer of the bladder. Um, a little over a year ago, or about a year ago, I went to the funeral of one of my closest, most faithful friends in high school. And on tomorrow morning, by God's grace, I will be doing his mother's eulogy. Um, the list could go on and on and on and on about what happens to us. But let me say this. There is a scripture in Psalms. Psalm 30, verse 5. And the latter part of the verse says this. And a lot of people quote this, but they don't chew on the depth of it. The scripture says, Weeping may endure for a night. All right. But joy comes in the morning. Yeah. That's a scripture a lot of times that we give people when they are dealing with the hardships of life. But let me say this. Sometimes people's pain is so great that it almost can irritate them when you just 
throw a scripture at them. Hmm. Not saying that God's word is not true, not saying that God's word doesn't bring comfort, but sometimes the pain is so great, the pain is so deep, the injustice is so severe that when you say weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning, you say it with that plastic Mickey Mouse Sesame Street church voice, it can really agitate people because sometimes we throw scriptures out to people in passing, realizing that what we're saying feels like a band-aid on a gunshot wound. All right, okay, okay, okay. Let's go deeper into the scripture. Notice what the scripture says. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The part of the verse that we like to get excited about and shout about and rejoice about is the joy comes in the morning. But nobody really wants to talk about weeping may endure for a night. Here's the truth. If I don't survive the night, I won't make it to see the light. Hmm. And what and what and what so many of us do when we give people that scripture, we're talking about the joy that is to come, which is good, but the reality is we got to help people survive the night. There are a whole lot of people who've given up in the night. Hmm. There are a whole lot of people who've made wrong decisions in the night. Hmm. There are a whole lot of people who have made permanent decisions in a temporary circumstance in the night. Wow. There are a whole lot of people who have used darkness to comfort them in their pain in the night only to make their night season worse. Wow. See, for example, if 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 you if 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 you are in a toxic relationship and that toxic relationship ends, and even though you know the relationship wasn't good for you, and you're hurt and you're broken over it, and you are going through a night season of heartbreak, but in the night season you're so lonely, you just run out to find somebody else, and you don't pay attention to their character, you don't pay attention to how what kind of person they really are. You just want someone to feel a void and then you end up getting someone more toxic than you had before. You just increased your night. Hmm. So what we're going to deal with today is some keys to make it through the night season. Keys to make it through the night season. Number one, let me say this. Number one, you can't escape the night seasons. You can't. No matter how close you walk with God, no matter how much of God's word you know, no matter how well you pray, no matter how much you go to church, no matter how much you love and forgive others, no matter how kind and Christ-like and godly you may be, you cannot escape the night seasons. Uh, yesterday, um, it was such a beautiful day outside. Oh, it was gorgeous. So beautiful. Um, you know, the, the sun was shining. It was warm outside. I put my tortoise outside. Took my parrot outside. And we were just having a good time outside. Went in the house about 4.30 or 5 o'clock. By 6 o'clock. Storm clouds had rolled in and the temperature dropped tremendously within an hour. So as it is in the natural world, it's also the same spiritually in life. Night seasons are going to come. And night seasons will differ in severity, but they will come. And no matter how beautiful and bright a day may be, you can't stop that nighttime from coming. Hmm. So you can't escape the night seasons because they will come. 
And many people think that if I serve God, if I'm faithful to God, if I'm trusting God, if I'm loyal to God, somehow or another, life won't happen to me. But let me say this. Being a follower of Christ does not exempt you from life. And there are some people who go to church so much and, and, and they serve God so much and in doing so they hope it will keep the dark times from them. Let me tell you something. Christianity is not a way to escape from life. Christianity is a way to help you deal with life. So the night seasons, the night seasons are going to come. The Bible says there was a time where Jesus told the disciples, let us get into the ship and go over to the other side. And Jesus went down into the lower parts of the ship and fell asleep. And it was in a deep sleep on a pillar. And a storm came up and the storm was so great. It was like a storm that the disciples never had seen before. It felt as if the ship could have broken apart and water was starting to come into the ship. And Jesus was on board with them. He was in the same storm that they were in. And they woke him up and said, look, don't you care that we're going to die? Jesus said, how long have I been with you? Oh, ye of little faith. And then he got up and rebuked and calmed the very storm that they were in. They were with Jesus and the storm came. See, the, the, the whole issue about the night seasons is this. The, 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 the strength of, mm, the issue of the night season is not that the night season comes. You got to remember who you're with. Not necessarily who you're with, but who is with you. Because I will tell you this, you'd rather be with God in the darkest of night than to be without Him in the brightest of lights. Let me say that again. You'd rather be with God in the darkest of nights than to be without Him in the brightest of lights. In other words, as long as He is with me, Though it may be uncomfortable, though it may be very inconvenient, though it may be unjust, as long as he is with me, not only can I survive it, but I can thrive it. So number one, remember, you cannot escape the night seasons. Number two, you must decide if you will react or respond. There is a difference. When calamity hits us, when trouble meets us, when horrible things happen to us, we will do one of two things. Either you can react or you can respond. Reaction is your guttural human instinct that kicks in and you just do whatever you feel. That's reaction. Get mad. Slap somebody. Curse somebody out. Run to a club. Go get in the bed with somebody. Whatever. It's, it's, it's your reaction. It's just your, 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 your most base nature, guttural human response. Reaction. Response is a different thing. Responding is when you think about where you are, what you're going through, and you know that there is a way God would have you to deal with this situation. And from that mentality, you start dealing with that situation in that way. Now you're not reacting, but you are responding. It's just like when you're having a heated argument with someone. Gosh, I know this. You're having a heating, heated argument with someone and you're trying to talk to them and you're trying to reason with them and they cut you off and they talk down to you and they speak over you and you, and you please don't cut me off. No, I'm not saying, no, I'm not. Just, not, 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 not. And before you know it, you, you deal with that so much and then they say something that hits you below the belt and they hit that trigger and before you know it, when they hit that button, bam, you just unleash on them. Totally in the flesh. 
That's reacting. That's reaction. It was your human, guttural, instinctive response. Responding is, they're cutting you off, they're talking down to you, they are saying things that hit below the belt, and so you say, you know what, I'm going to table this conversation for now. You're upset, you're acting out of character, I feel like I'm about to go out of character, so you know what, I'm going to table this, I'm going to cool off, give you a chance to cool off, and then we'll come back and talk about this when both of our minds are clear, because I don't want to say or do something that we both will remember for years to come. That is how you respond. Whenever you find yourself in a night season, you will always have the temptation to react. But the Lord wants to train you in how to respond. Reaction nine times out of ten comes out of what you feel. Responding comes out of what you know. Whenever you find yourself in a night season, it's best to be still, remind yourself that God knows what is going on, even though you don't. And you got to start seeing, saying to yourself, okay, how would the Lord have me to respond to this situation? Because listen, Reacting and responding both have consequences. Nine times out of ten when we react, there's a negative response. Nine times out of ten when we respond, there is a favorable response. If I calm my mind, go sit and be still before the Lord. Spend some time in prayer. Surround myself with some other people who will help me think straight when it's hard for me to think straight. Then I'm not reacting. Now I'm godly responding. So, number one, remember you can't escape the night seasons. Number two, remember you have to decide if you will react or respond. There is a difference. Number three, Know that everyone's night season is not the same in length. And you can't judge your night season by what happened in someone else's night season. When I say night seasons, I'm talking about those seasons and those times that happen in your life when it's dark, painful, unjust, depressive you can't tell up from down and in some cases some wish they would rather be dead than living those are night seasons whenever you are in a night season you cannot judge your night season by someone else's timeline watch this my night season may be for two weeks Denise's night season may be for two months. Laquisha's night season may be for two years. And Donald Ray's night season may be for five. Only God knows the full length and time of your night season. And because you and I do not know the length of the night season, that is why the Bible calls us to endure. The Bible says, weeping may endure. You're not called to understand. You're not called to have all the answers. But you are called to endure. When you endure something, that means, number one, you do not give up. Night seasons are not designed to make you give up. Satan will want you to give up. God calls you not to give up. Weeping may endure. So, number one, that means, number one, you do not give up. Number two, you through the power of God inside of you have the strength to endure this. Watch this. Anything that hits your life has to first get heaven's approval. Do you hear me?
In Job chapter 1, the, 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 the horrific things that Job and his wife went through could not happen unless God allowed it. He was in full control. No, God may not have done it to you, but because it's happening for whatever reasons, he allowed it. And whenever God allows night seasons to come into your life, those seasons are not meant to destroy you. It feels like it's going to destroy you. It looks like it's going to destroy you. It may look like the end. But for God to allow it to happen, he doesn't simply want you to go through it. He wants you to grow through it. There are some things, there are some areas of growth that cannot happen and will not happen in your life until you hit a dark season. Every plant needs sunshine and rain. You get too much sun, if it gets too much sun, it will burn to death. If it gets too much water, it will drown to death. But a balanced mixture of both will help it to grow. Night seasons are meant to make us grow. But that growth can only happen if we view and respond to the season the way God called us to. So the next time you find yourself in a situation that you did not choose to be in, the next time you find yourself in a night season, even if it is a night season that you caused, you need to ask God the question, Lord, as I go through this, how do you want me to grow through this? You can read all the scriptures on forgiving others and be able to know them and quote them. But you'll really never know how to apply that until you hit a night season where you've been really hurt, really betrayed, and you have to actually live out all that you know. <laughs> Pastor Bell, I love rotisserie chicken. Yeah. Good rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Sometimes uh, Boston Market's chicken is not as good as other places. Yeah, yeah. But whenever you have good rotisserie chicken, here's what they do. When you walk into Boston Market or places like that, you will see these, these chickens on a steak, like three or four of them on a steak. And each steak, each, each steak has about four chickens on there. Then you might have four steaks, so you got about 16 chickens. And you see them turning in this oven. Yeah. But watch this. <laughs> Before they put them on the steak, before they put them in the oven, they season them well. Mm. They put seasoning in them and they put seasoning on them. Now, they put that on there because when you eat it and you taste it, you want the seasoning. Yeah. But watch this. The reason why they put the seasoning in it and on it is so that it will taste good when you eat it but in order for that seasoning to actually marinate and get into the meat it has to go through a season of heat hmm. so when they put the seasoning on the chicken and then they put it in that oven and they let it marinate and they let it turn on that steak it's time in the oven bakes what's on it in it 
so that the seasoning becomes part of it. Wow. 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 <laughs> all that stuff you are learning in Sunday school, all that stuff you are learning in devotionals, all that stuff you are learning in Bible studies is nothing but seasoning of the meat of your life. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take you going through some heat situations all right to bake what you know into who you are so that the word that you know now becomes flesh in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to listen to this and like and share. Byron Schaefer is sharing with you the keys to making it through the night. So what you know, what you know you have to grow in and how you grow through it is going through night seasons. Because every night season is a season of heat. It is an uncomfortable season season that you and I never would choose but we must go through it in order for us to grow in that particular way hmm. you know growing up Pastor Bell I used to like the Pillsbury Doughboy uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy he's the cute little Doughboy with the little hat on the Pillsbury commercial and when you touch him in the stomach he goes he makes a little cute noise. Well, what what a lot of people don't know is there's a Pillsbury Dough Boy and a Pillsbury Dough Girl. All right. And because I am a collector, I have both of them. One day I was looking at them and the Lord showed me something. The Lord said, you have the Dough Boy and you have the Dough Girl. He said, everybody's in love with them. And people think they're so cute. But... That's not their destiny. And I said, not their destiny? What do you mean? He said, this dough boy is supposed to become a wedding cake. But in order for him to become a wedding cake, before he is... Before he is stacked, before he is layered, before he's decorated with the icing and the sprinkles and all the, the creative decorating and designing that goes on the cake. Before he can get to all of that, he first has to be baked. <laughs> so, when you take the Pillsbury Doughboy, he's smiling because he hasn't been through the oven yet. And then the Lord showed me a vision where the Pillsbury Doughboy was staying, standing before the oven and he was talking to the baker and the baker said, there's a whole room of people you're going to feed later on tonight. And that is your destiny. Because right now you're just a doughboy and you're cute to yourself. Mm. But you haven't been made to be for yourself you've been made to serve others wow. so in order for you to be a blessing to others you have to expand yourself good god almighty and in order to be expanded you gotta be put in an oven and when you put in the oven, the heat will cause you to expand. I know it's going to be uncomfortable. I know it's going to change you. I know you're not going to look like then what you look like now. And I know you want to hold on to who you are now, but that is not your destiny. Yeah, yeah. And the Pillsbury Doughboy said, I don't want to go in the oven. He said, because number one, it's dark in there can't see he said number two I'll be by myself you all there are some things that you're going to have to go through with just you and God there will be times where God will keep the people that you normally depend on at a distance not forever but for a time so you can truly learn to trust and walk with him Hmm. Hmm. And those are lonely times, but those are growing times. Good God Almighty. And sometimes 
the Lord can't fully show us who he is because we're too tightly holding on to the hands of others. Mm. So, the Pillsbury Doughboy said, I don't want to go in there because it's dark. I can't see. I'll be by myself. Mm. And it's hot. It's so hot in the oven. It's so hot. Sometimes God will allow you to go through hot situations so the heat of the situation can burn away what's not real in your life. Oh, wow. See, some there are some people in your life that you think are made out of steel, but the heat will show that they're really made out of wax. Wow. There are some things in your life that you don't want to let go of. But the heat of the situation will burn them away. Mm. You think it's hurting you, but really it's purging you. Good God Almighty. Mm. You think it's hurting you, but it's purging you. Good God Almighty. You're listening to the Am I Worth the Time show with Byron Schaffner. And then he said, because it's so hot in there, I can't take it. And the Pillsbury Doughboy said, it's hot in there, I can't take it. He said, I tell you what, if, 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 when I go through it, when you hear me holler, let me out. When you hear me scream, let me out. Or I'll tell you what, I'll be in there 15 minutes, 15 minutes, and then take me out. And the baker said, you don't know how long it takes to fully bake you. Hmm. But if I open the oven too soon, you may be brown on the top, but you're not complete inside. And if I open the door too soon, you will fall in the middle. He said, but because I'm the baker, I know how long. You need to be in there, even if you don't agree with my timing. See, when you go through the night season, some of you are saying, I've been here too long. Some of you are saying, Lord, when so-and-so went through this, you almost took them out overnight. Why am I still here? Pastor Bell, years ago, the mighty clouds of joy sang a song called, I've been in the storm too long. Yeah. God knows exactly when to bring you out. And let me say this. Let me say this. The Bible says weeping Weeping, crying, pain, heartache. Weeping may endure for a night. This is a time of weeping. Yes, it's building you, but it's also a time of weeping. Yes, it's ultimately for your good, though it doesn't feel good, but there is a time of weeping. This is a time where God will allow you to be human as he's building you spiritually. In other words, you don't have to act like it's a you don't have to act like it's a trip on Sesame Street when it feels like Elm Street. <laughs> God is God is worthy enough to receive your praise, but He's God enough to hear your complaint. There are times in Psalms where the Bible says David poured out his complaint before the Lord. So, so what I'm saying is this. Honest about where you are as you go through it. I remember when um, this lady was going through a very dark season in her life. 
her husband had died and then two years before their only child had died and she still was faithfully serving the Lord faithfully coming to the house of the Lord and one day someone asked her how are you doing and she gave one of the most profound answers I've ever heard she said I'm okay but I'm not okay There was a man who needed his child to be healed. And when he came to Jesus, he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. God is God enough to let you vent. And sometimes you have to get before God and be brutally honest. And one of the things that I think we have done in church culture is we've, we've made it seem like God is so intoxicated with our praise that he can't hear our pain. And that's, and that's not true. You can say to the Lord, I don't like this. I don't want this. I don't understand this. This hurts. This hurts like hell. Can you, can you, do we have to go this way? God doesn't mind you saying that. As long as in the end you say this. But nevertheless, let your will be done. I don't know why you let this happen. I don't understand why they left. I don't understand why she is so mean. I don't understand why you allowed these things to happen. But even though I don't understand yet I know you have a higher plan and so just give me the grace to walk through this that's what God is looking for you know God is so personal he's more personal than you and I can ever imagine. And when I say that he's personal, what I mean is you can be completely honest with him. And then some people say, well, why should I tell him what he already knows? The reason why he wants you to tell him what he already knows is because, number one, it gives you a chance to vent so you don't hold all this stuff inside. And then number two, it shows him that you trust him enough to bring to him what he already knows. Angelo and Veronica years ago said, God knows everything you're going through oh yes he knows he'll go to the ends of the earth for you I know God knows David and the Giants years ago said so many people try to walk through life alone but problems remind us we can't make it on our own so when the Pillsbury Doughboy finally submitted to the baker and got into the oven, the heat expanded him and made him big in this pan. Then the baker took him out and let him cool. Then he divided him up, decorated him, put, made him just this beautiful wedding cake. And that night there was a wedding of 50 people. And that cake was divided up and everyone ate of it and talked about how good that cake was. See, 
Your misery today is going to be your ministry tomorrow. Today's misery is actually building tomorrow's ministry in your life. When you go through your night season and you do not react, but you respond the way God wants you to respond, maybe not perfectly, but intentionally and continually, you keep submitting to God. There are lessons and things that God is going to teach you in that night season that you will give to others in right. their night season. Your pain has purpose.